morning. Happy Friday to everyone. Welcome to Maker That Money Season 2, Episode 3. I am your host, Pooch of Repcord. With me, as always, my trusty partner in crime, Mr. Andrew Mayhall of 3D Gloop. And today, we have with us as our special guest, Mr. Andy Soderberg. Am I saying that right? Soderberg? Soderberg, yeah. Soderberg. Uh, you may know him as Media Man 3D, but he is the... Should we call you the founder, the head, the big, ha the head honcho of the My Hero Me project? Uh, no. So, so let me, yeah, let me uh, do a little, um, do a little um, intro clearing, for us. Yeah. A little clearing up of that. So, sure. I am not the original designer okay. of the Hero Me. Okay. All right. That was done by a gentleman uh, from uh, the Dominican Republic back in uh, middle of 2018, just a little over five years ago. Um, it's still on, on um, Thingiverse. Okay. Uh, he created this um, cooling system that was modular. The, the ME stands for modular edition uh, that I supported that. Uh, Creality, Ender 3, Ender 5, a couple of hot ends, uh -huh. um, and a couple of different fan types. And that was it. Okay. And he um, had to step away. Uh, he had, his, his wife had a baby. Uh, so he focused on family and, you know, left the involvement. I had been involved in, in using his stuff, giving some feedback. Um, and I saw a real value in this and I took it off from there in, in that I started making my remixes, um, and left the name the same. So uh, what, in what, respect for it. what shall we call you in terms, what is your title then in terms of, <laughs> of this? I'm going to update your Chiron in real time here. So we, so we get so, it right. So I, I am, uh, uh, the, you could, you could call me the curator curator there it is okay it's been updated curator my hero me and i didn't know the me was modular edition but we're gonna get into yeah. all of that uh for those of you who are uh tuning in for the first time welcome uh this is a podcast where we talk about making makers uh all that good stuff and the intersection of that and entrepreneurism we record this just about every Friday live on YouTube. So if you want to interact with us, that's a great way. We love seeing some familiar faces in the chat. Let me give some quick shout outs. Granted, 3D Musketeers, always good to see you, my friend. Mike, never let the machines win. I don't. Uh, we got G-Tech Studios, Andrew Rogers. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your support, Super Chats, all the things that you guys do to help us keep this fun content coming i know it's kind of niche and different we're all makers we all enjoy talking about making but uh really digging into the weeds and really learning what it is to take that to a full-time job is what we like to really get in uh on uh regularly so if you're listening back after the fact on your favorite podcasting platforms we are on all of them or just about all of them as far as i'm aware uh, and uh, we we welcome you to join us live sometime if you'd like to interact. There's uh, also a call-in option if you want. There's a, a live uh, Maker That Money hotline. There's a link right above my head on the YouTube stream if you want to just watch our bouncing, bobbling heads while we talk. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's it. Oh, uh, you know, do the usual like, subscribe, bring a friend, uh, and then give us feedback. All of our tags for social media are down below, including uh, Andy's. So if you need to find us, and we always put that stuff in the description as well. So uh, we appreciate you guys, and thank you for joining us this morning. Today on the pod, we are going to get into what it is uh, all about. I, I just put a generic, uh, you know, holding out for a hero because I, I love a good, <laughs> a good title hook. I but, it was, I but, 
What I'm really particularly excited to get into, uh, Andy, is uh, talking about modular design, talking about building community, and your particular business model around, I know you have a very robust Patreon support group uh, and, and other groups that we're going to get into as well. So that's a, that's a little lead into that. But before we do, we're going to do our uh, typical, we, we have a uh, little bit we do. We're very positive. We encourage everybody in the chat to do the same thing. We talk about our wins for the week. I feel like I need a like a sound effect. Wins for the week. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Andrew Mayhall. Not to, so we're going to call you Andrew and Andy. You'll be Andy just so we don't confuse things. So, Andrew, will you please start us off with something great that happened in your life, whether it's professionally or personally? Sure. Um, let's see. Uh uh, I got uh, I got some new equipment coming in. Um, mm. You know, expanding the uh, yeah yeah expanding you know my maker abilities, if you will. Uh, I ordered a brand new welder, um, and then uh, got a new, got a, new plasma mig. Cutter. a mig, and then I pre-ordered a, a tig, and I got a new plasma cutter coming in as well. So building out the metal shop there at oh, uh, yeah. uh, what, what's your what's what's your use case? Are you just you wanting to get more into welding? Yeah, it's personal. just personal stuff. Yeah, Pers I've, I've had a welder welding. for a while. Okay. I've had a welder for a while, but uh, you know, it's time to upgrade. <laughs> There's something so satisfying about just welding and joining me metal work in general. Andy, you ever do any welding or any uh, any? No, that, that's uh, I I had wood shop in high school, but never got into the metal shop side. So that's all all Greek to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, but we know you're a man of many maker skills still uh, otherwise, too. So why don't you give us a win for the week, if you would? Sure, sure. Uh, I, I, I got a couple. Um, I have uh, uh, a new client uh, on, uh, on the uh, um, 3D uh, 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 print farm space, uh, doing a, a project that I'm under non-disclosure on, so I can't talk about, but it's a very cool design. Something <laughs> a patent is being applied for uh, that will be 3D printed. Um, and so, and I've been working with, with that, uh, that client the last couple of weeks uh, on refining and, and proving out the uh, repeatability, uh, manufacturability of, of that, uh, his designs. Um, and then the other just, um, just before this podcast, I checked and saw uh, my email that uh, my Prusa XL, uh, the shipping uh, order, you know, the the, the shipping slip uh, email came through. So uh, my first That's day awesome. order of a, a, a two-head semi-assembled Prusa XL is on its way 660 odd days later. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> and that's what I, hopefully it proves worth the wait. I love uh, mine uh, and I know it's been a journey uh, for the, the Prusa team to get that out there. It's a, it's a, been a wild time getting, uh, getting product launches and stuff like that done as, um, I'm sure we can all kind of relate in some level. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's exciting. I can't wait to hear what, uh, what you think of it when you get it, Andy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, very good. My win for the week, I'm going to go with, I've been just like on this wild organization kick and I've used this one before. Um, I, I, uh, I've just been breathing some new life into some of uh, the rep rack setup that I've got because I've just invested heavily in cleaning all of my walls for various <laughs> things already. And so, uh, building out like some actual like usable shelving. So, you know, the, the rep rack for those that don't know is just like a really basic open design that I put out there that uses uh, EMT 
um, metallic conduit that's just like ubiquitous. It's probably one of the, like the cheapest, most affordable, sturdy little, you know, things that you can get here. You know, six bucks a stick for a 10, 10 foot stick at any home store. And I just love building stuff out of it. Um, I have a project uh, yeah. with EMT going on for the summer for my wife's uh, above ground gardening, creating a trellis system. I've designed ah. all the all the corner brackets and all the dimensions to be able to use EMT to to make a trellis for the running the wires so that the plants you know isn't tomatoes that just and... isn't it just the coolest stuff now you're you're gonna bend it or are you actually gonna do do some corner are you gonna do some 3d no printing? no the 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 emt is all just gonna be cut straight pieces uh -huh. and it's all gonna be assembled with uh um uh, polycarbonate uh or asa uh, printed corners and t's and triangles and elbows and ends I, uh, I can't wait to see for... that. Uh, I love that stuff. So yeah, I was going to say if it's out and subject to UV, you know, we hear ASA is good for that. Is, is polycarbonate good under UV as well? What I what I hear. Um, All right. I never yeah. tried, I, I, I never tried <laughs> it. Cool. Yeah, that that sounds like a good project. So anyway, we I've been on a kick where I'm just making shelving out of it. So the 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 main rep rack design was for just, you know, holding spools and stuff like that, but then I've since kind of developed some modular shelving, some parametric design for that. So it's really easy to just kick out, you know, if you've got a CNC or if you got a laser cutter and then I'm working on a, a printable version. So I, I I like to call what I share um uh uh, PCL or I haven't decided which order or whatever, but I like, I like my designs to be multi-mode makeable <laughs> MMM triple M. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, whatever tool that you might have handy, I know that, you know, it's not necessarily ideal to be just printing shelving out of, you know, plastic, but if that's all you got and it works, I know a lot of us just have a ton of filament and we're just, it's, it's one of those, you know, when everything is, a a, a, a hammer, a nail. I'm getting this wrong. Nail. Everything's, everything's a nail. A everything's yeah. a hammer. You know, like yeah. uh, you got a 3D printer and you just want to print everything, right? I've got no uh, no wall space. <laughs> no, you're you're a bookshelf guy. You're well read. It would seem. I'm describing. It's actually, yeah. I have to give credit. This is mostly uh, my wife's books. Uh, she's a, a surgical RN. Uh, and a homeopathic healthcare practitioner and a double Reiki master. Ooh. And so this is all of her, uh, all of her medical and, and other uh, books. So that's mostly that's of the office. That's what she has left. I've taken yeah. over everything else. <laughs> yeah, for those listening to the podcast later, Andy's coming to us from the Lincoln bedroom in the white house it was a very, very chic background actually. And then there's a bunch of 3d printers in the, in the kind of, and some metal racking, which I see as, as well, which is near and dear to me also. Uh, tell us in the chat what your wins of, for the week have been, if you haven't already. Let me see if anybody shared any. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, some commentary on the expensive EMT in Canada. We went over that on Liz's stream on Monday. For some reason in Canada, they just EMT is expensive there. Uh, I don't know if it's just not as commonly used or there's some import issues with mm. it or if we're just spoiled here. I don't know. But uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but the, part of the thing with the, with the designs I did, and we've seen tons of remixes where people have just used material that's uh, more readily available to them internationally. I know there's been remixes to use, you know, other pipe dimensions, stuff from IKEA, closet rod, you know, whatever is easy. Which is which is one of the coolest things about being a maker and seeing these like marketplaces that we talked about last week popping up where people can share designs and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And that is a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, because Andy, I know that the hero me, uh, project is, 
is based on these uh, shareable de shareable designs and uh, and all that stuff. But why don't you give us a, more of the background? I, you you kind of started at the top, so we know what the basis is. But you know, tell people where they can find it. I think you've mentioned sure. to me that you're on things and on printables, and you have a Patreon. Go. So um, yeah, the the Hear Me project, uh, all of the SDLs um, are are available and online uh, for free. Uh, it's on um, printables, it's on Thingiverse, it's on Cults3D, uh, it's on Thangs, um, and uh, so that's where, where you can go and, and search and, and get it. The, the Hero Me, uh, which is, for those who don't know, it is a uh, modular printhead uh, system uh, and part cooling. Uh, and so that's, it, it supports, uh, Hero Me now supports over 115 3D printer models and growing. Uh, I support over 47 hot ends. Uh, I support 37 different extruders. Wow. Uh, over 20 different ABL sensors. Uh, 14 ADXL345 accelerometers and counting. Um, 35 That's different all the accelerometers, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for for uh, yeah uh, for Clipper um, and. Uh, then 35 different print fan combinations. So, you know, this goes back to, to, you know, my seventies days where, you know, tinkering on cars, you know, I wanted to have a, um, a, a Holly carburetor and Edelbrock headers and a Hearst shifter. And, you know, everybody had their own particular mm -hmm. brand of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you needed to have a way that it would all, you know, fit together and work. So, um, you know, what, Makers are, are until the hero me, you know, are having to either if they can design their own, uh, if they want to upgrade from something stock, you know, that, that's the basis of the core is all of the the vast majority of the consumer 3D printers out there. Part cooling is an afterthought. It's a checkbox. Oh, we have to have it have that feature. There's no en no engineering design done in these 4010 fans being slapped on the side yeah. of the printhead uh, that have to run 100% to try and keep up. Uh, and for certain print scenarios, you know, part cooling is not that necessary, but for a lot of people, uh, with PLA and PEDG, uh, part cooling is, is extremely important, but besides part cooling, uh, you know, they, they want to upgrade and change. So every different printer's got a different X carriage, got a different mount points, yeah. mm -hmm. um, all these different hot ends. While yes, there are the, the E3D collar type mount. There is the Creality two screw type mount but there are others the you know the vorons have top mounts mm -hmm. so what i've done um with the uh, extending the the hero me line out is build um modular uh components it's all based around this uh, base it's called the base uh and okay. yep uh universal base and so you know on the front you've got the the heat sink fan um on the top, which we'll get into, is where the modularity comes in on, on hot ends and extruders. On the sides, you've got mounts for the part cooling. On the back, you've got standard mounts for connecting up to the interface plate with gantry adapter to an X carriage. Mm -hmm. On the bottom, there's mounts for accessories like an endoscope or uh, hooking up to acceler you know, uh, a mount point for accelerometers. So this design has been kind of locked in for the last couple of years now. In fact, that there's now over 600 uh, going on 700 uh, consumer uh, or, or maker remixes and mods that are out there um, that wow. you know 
I'm not involved in. So there's a, there's a real community in, in people using uh, the Hero Me. Um, but it all comes down to, you know, what makes it really good is the part pooling. And so while I show off dual uh, fan scenarios, it can be a single fan with dual ducts. Um, but with a single fan coming down, you've got cooling hitting this side. Well, if I've got a part with an overhang over here and the cooling's coming from this side, you guys know what happens. You can get, you know, drooping, right? Droopies. So you, you, you droopies, right? So that's what this solves is uh, uh, getting full uh, uh, cooling. There's a lot of mods out there where there's two ducts and they just come down and the airflow just points at each other. Well, that doesn't create effective cooling because you get a lot of turbulence there. Turbulence is not uh, conducive to good part cooling. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. these ducts have all been designed uh, uh, and tested through computational fluid dynamics to prove that it's creating a laminar airflow and so, in fact, the issue here is the nozzle you see is not in the center. It doesn't look like, oh, it's not centered. Well, actually it is because the airflow is angled like a Y. Uh -huh. All right. And when you've got airflow coming like this, it makes it easier to blend and flow and come out. So it's kind of an upside down Y. And the same thing is true for this side is that you'll see a lot of cooling ducts where the airflow is just pointing across at each other. No, the airflow is coming down in a Y shape. So this creates a really nice laminar flow blend below the tip of the nozzle to do really effective part cooling. So that's that's the, the core of this is, is having proved that this really does uh, great design. There's a lot of examples out there. There's one on YouTube where you see, uh, in fact, a Gen 5. We're now at Gen 7.4 mm. uh, over five years development. Wow. Um, that that using a Gen 5 version, a uh, guy uh, on an Ender 3 did a bridge from two towers uh, in the four, in the corners of his Ender 3 plate, so about 240 millimeters, uh, with no support and no sagging, going back and just building a bridge you all had across. You a great right? video of that. I'm that's, not sure if it was the video. Was that that video at, at uh, Rocky yeah. Mountain Rep Rap Festival? And yeah. every you yeah. know people saw that and they're like, that's not real. It, like it, yeah, it no. just looked surreal over that that thing. So, mm -hmm. you, it's funny. You want you said something earlier that I just wanted to just touch on, the 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 fact that cooling, uh, on three D printers, in my experience, like I would agree with you, like to some extent, that it feels like an afterthought. That that and and I think that that might be changing as we get a better awareness and we try to print more at speed now right mm -hmm. because yeah. oh. we're, seeing, we're seeing how critical the cooling is to get effectiveness at at higher speed right like how quickly that plastic is 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 hardening and then what that's yep. doing to layer inner layer adhesion strength because if you cool it too quickly you can lose layer bonding so one of the things that is interesting to me um and I can only speak anecdotally just from my experience, but I've noticed that like some cooling duct profiles seem to do great with some geometries and mm -hmm. others not so much. And so it's, it's a hard thing to design for like a one size fits all solution as I've seen it. What do you think, Andy? Right. So the, the, the thing is, uh, I can't say that I was precognizant of what would come, but mm. uh, sure you, you know, were just take credit. Say, say that, that, that <laughs> gee, Two, this, this particular example is uh, dual 4020s uh, on it. I, I personally use dual 5015s. It's the size um, of the and, fan and with, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And the, if, you know, those who first see it and they go, well, gee, that's way too much air. Well, yeah, but you don't run it at hundred percent. That's the thing. The, the airflow uh, here is done like at, at 30 or 40% volume to get really efficient cooling. And when you want to do that bridge, like I talked about, the airflow gets dialed up to 55, 65, maybe even 70% uh, airflow. The, so with now wanting to print faster and faster, uh, doing the speed benchy tests, et cetera, uh, having something like this that can add that additional airflow can make a huge, huge difference. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's become more relevant uh, as more printers go into a faster, faster mode, even if you're not going after speed benchy, you know, trials uh, it's uh, it's important to get uh, the proper cooling out. So, you know, this, whole thing was that um, I had Ender 3s, I had an Ender 5, uh, I wanted it for my printers, I wanted to be able to choose uh, an E3D V6 back in the day, uh, instead of the Creality stock, mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to go to direct drive instead of instead of Bowden. Uh, and so, you know, I started designing this and, and riffed off of that design that came from uh, 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 the gentleman in the Dominican Republic to expand on that, to add uh, uh, different printer models. So, you know, it's, this is an example of a gantry adapter. So every printer, you know, their X carriage is going to be different. And so there's going to be a different gantry adapter for the hero me to mount to. So the hero me has its standard mount points. And when you put the gantry adapter on there, we now have interfaced it to that printer. Um, then, you know, I mentioned E3D, there is, uh, this is the, the mount piece for the V6. There's, you know, collar type or V6 style. And the way it works is it's like Lego bricks. There's little pogo pins in there that sits right in. And now that hot end fits Very in here. Cool. And if I want, say, um, uh, 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 a, uh, Creality, you know, stock. I have a mount for that, and that just sits on top. So and to, then to two M three screws. Describe what the, people are uh, uh, listening back to. He's he's got what, uh, what I would almost describe, and I think you've done this before, Andy. Is like a Lego system almost of of components yeah. that yes. all the various parts of a three D printer that uh, are part of the, like what we call the what the print head, I suppose. The, yeah. the the hot end that melts the you know the melty bits and the the sensor packages and lighting now and accelerometers and and uh, extruder right. and all of that so sorry to interrupt so yeah no so you know here's one for uh, a Bontech LGX mm -hmm. uh, this simple one is for an orbiter uh, V2 um, this one for uh, a BMG so like I said, there's there's a single part, instead of having to redesign and rebuild it from scratch or find a bespoke one for a given printer, here now you can start with this basic and you, whatever hot end you like, whatever extruder you like, whatever uh, uh, ABL sensor you want, et cetera, Hear me has got you covered. And if, if you don't, I can you know make one for you. Yeah. Uh, and so and that actually kind of leads into uh, Gee, Andy, do you own these 115 printers? No, I don't. Uh, so how do I prove that what I've made works? Well, the the way that is done is through the community uh, in that someone comes up with a new printer. Um, if 
the manufacturers provided a step file of the X carriage, great. I can just model to that. Oftentimes they don't exist. So I have uh, instructions for someone to go and, and disassemble their, their printhead, take a photograph of the X carriage, and then do about 30 different calipered uh, uh, measurements to get me the dimensions. I then model that, that X carriage uh, and then am able to create the gantry adapter. Uh, same thing's true for the hot ends. Now, in the hot ends and extruder area, the manufacturers are a bit more uh, um, supportive in that they often do uh, uh, um, uh, supply. Thetis, for example, is great. Every single different hot end, they've got they've got step files for it. Yeah. Uh, Bontech uh, with their extruders, they've Very got cool. uh, step files for it. So I, I take those and I use those to model then the parts needed to uh, mount that component to the Hiromi uh, base. And so this particular example, uh, what we've got down here is uh, a, uh, uh, a Thetis Dragon uh, with a, uh, a VMG uh, LGX, mm -hmm. a pair of 4020s. And then I don't have it on here, but uh, a uh, out the side would be a, 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 a ABL sensor of either Creality or, or uh, um, any, any other. Um, in, in this example, while it's the same uh, extruder, here now the, uh, uh, it's flipped the other way, so I can handle you know, forward-facing and reverse-facing. Uh, but now this particular hot end is the Creality Spider 4 with the ceramic. Um, and so it, it's, it's very, very... The, the, I made a mistake of actually doing the calculation uh, a year ago of how many possible combinations, uh, and, and I call it a mistake because people kind of got scared away from that, but uh, <laughs> at that time, uh, of, of 115 different printers, 47 different hot ends, yeah. 37 different extruders, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, it came out to over 35 billion, 35 possible, billion combinations from the combinations. Yeah. <laughs> from these 650 uh, different SDLs. Well, um, let me let me stop you for a second. That you, you've done a fantastic job of just appealing to that like crack addiction of the maker of like being able to tinker <laughs> and work and try uh, uh, all different things. So you know, I, I, we talk about a, a number of different applications. I do a lot of three. 3D printing for actual part production and so like i make it a point to try not to tinker even though it's still hard for me mm -hmm. um but i know that i'm not necessarily the you know typical and i know a lot of people like the the journey is the uh adventure and and part of that is just like you know what i want to try this new extruder i want to try this new thing and it is fantastic to have a system where you do not have to tear everything apart to do that, if you want to, you know what, I'm going to just upgrade this piece. I print out one new bracket. I bolt it onto the system and all that stuff. And I think that's great. And, yep. and you're able yep. to build a very robust community around this because it doesn't have to necessarily be a one size fits all. Right. Now, as a and I can I can tell Andrew's probably thinking the same thing as a business minded individual and stuff like that, mm -hmm. thinking about supporting this and all this stuff. You, yeah. have the, you have all the advantages of the modern era continuous improvement, very rapid development uh, abilities to to release new things as new uh, new product comes out, which it does every day, which is fantastic. But 
the support around that, the documentation requirements around that, like all of the logistical components that make that a challenge. How do you, how do you handle that? How do you mitigate that? So, so that's, that's where the business comes in. That's, that's the business side of it. Um, For the first four years, um, there was no money that I made. I I didn't put any effort into, gee, how can I uh, reimburse myself for the thousands of hours, you know, invested in, in designing this. And, and so I was answering, uh, uh, um, uh, not so much emails then, but comments on, on posts on, on Thingiverse, et cetera, thousands, uh, uh, in a year, uh, over, over four years. Yeah. And it got to the point where, you know, uh, it's become at that time was a half time, half time or more job, you know, that I was spending, uh, above and beyond my day job. Um, and so, uh, I finally, uh, decided, no, you know, this is not sustainable. I can't keep doing what I need to do, keep doing my love of doing 3d printing, Mm -hmm. uh, and make this supportable. So I had done documentation I had done FAQs, uh, and, uh, there was a very, uh, compared to today, a much simplified version of it that was available online. And I took it offline. I went behind uh, Patreon paywall, uh, uh, a year and a half ago, almost coming up uh, two years in January, uh, to make it uh, possible for me to continue to do this and and be able to afford to you know keep the lights on in the house because uh, you know I had a, a company I was working for that uh, merged and I got uh, um, merged out. Oh no! <laughs> and and so um, you know this became okay. You know I'm going to turn my hobby into a business. Uh, and so I, I uh, created a Patreon account, uh, and so all the SDLs are free. You can take them, you can use them. You don't have to contact me. But if you want support, if you want documentation on how to do this, you, mm-hmm. you know, of the 650 and growing parts, you only need somewhere between five and 12 SDLs for any given setup. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the organization of those SDLs uh, that are on on uh, uh, the services where you can get it, printables, thingiverse, uh, uh, things, etc., mm-hmm. are in a zip file and it's organized in folders and subfolders by component, by brand, etc. And the file names are very well defined. So if you really know your printer and your components, you can download that zip, go through, uh, find the files you need, print them, and set it up. There are thousands of people who've done that without ever contacting me. Mm-hmm. But for those who want support. Uh, I've got uh, Patreon and now uh, um, also Thangs uh, membership and uh, Printables memberships, mm-hmm. where for $5, you get my 56-page uh, parts uh, selection and color illustrated uh, assembly guide. Um, that's you get Very cool. for $5. Um, and then for $10, uh, you get the documentation plus two videos. I have an orientation video. It's a half hour long and I have an assembly example video. That's a half hour long. So those get included. Plus you get access to my discord server where there is a community of, of a couple of thousand uh, like-minded uh, makers out there who um, uh, uh, contribute uh, as well as ask questions and, and help the community. And I contribute to, then there is a $15 uh, um, uh, tier where additionally you get uh, access to a private channel on the Discord where you can get direct support from me uh, within a couple of days. Um, I'm 
for those who uh, may be watching or reading this who are my patrons, I know I'm behind. Uh, this is, uh, I'm, I'm playing catch up here. It's, you know, it's just me and uh, there are a lot of you and I very much appreciate all of my patrons, uh, but I, I have some catching up to do on questions. So I'll put that right out there. Um, and then uh, I have a $30 tier um, where all of those same things you get, plus you get a, um, a monthly hour long um, video chat like this, where you can ask me questions, we can talk about it, I can walk through it, etc. So um, yeah, I did that, uh, like I say, in January, um, a year and a half ago, and it's taken off uh, way better than I expected. Um, and it's uh, allowing to keep the lights on. It's, it's uh, not a, a, a profitable business yet, but it's working that direction. And, uh, you know, this year uh, I start. I added um, um, Rocky Mountain Rep Festival I went to. Mm -hmm. I went to Murph in the Midwest. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I got invited, uh, accepted, but couldn't go to uh, Open Sauce. And Earth, I got accepted, but there's another reason I'm not going to be able to go to that one. So I need to find someone to sponsor me. <laughs> You're out there. <laughs> uh, you know, that seems to be the common lament, right? It's like there's mm -hmm. just more events than there are money and time. And you yeah, know, so, so it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I making am I making money off it? Yes. Um, is it open source? No, it's not open source. It's it's Creative Commons. You know, yeah. you know, you can yeah. take these. And you can make your own mods uh, uh, to them, you know, and and use them. But my knowledge, my support, my documentation, my videos, those mm -hmm. are something that I, you know, uh, um, uh, put value on. And uh, if you want that support, you want that information, that's where you can support me by becoming a member for one month uh, and, and, or, or, or several months. It's a really clever way to, to kind of go about building a business, uh, you know, is, is you have this intellectual property that you've been building. And while releasing the digital files and assets for people to build their own and create, you know, like that's that's awesome for like the community piece. But then sharing that knowledge, you know, there's there's value there. And I think you're recognizing that. And so I, I think that there's going to be more of these businesses start up over time. Uh, because it's a really interesting model. <laughs> I find this I find this model fascinating, and I've been you know I'm kind of dabbling with it as well. Because I you know I've got a printables club. I'm not everywhere you know uh, like a lot of people are uh, with you know being on all these other platforms because it seems administratively like it could be a challenge to manage all of that as a, as you add more of them. Um, and that's one of the things that I look at as a business owner a lot of times is like how well does this scale. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so so when you talk about your personal time absolutely very valuable probably the most valuable thing we have and and andrew likes to point out a lot like as makers we don't typically value yeah. that component nearly as much as we can so i love hearing andy say this is this is where the value is i think it's very clear to people that if you draw a line in the sand here's what you get for free here's what you mm -hmm. get for pay, paid support it should be it should be and mm -hmm. and i understand that people's consumer expectations vary wildly across the board, right? Everybody's just like, I should get this for free. Entitlement abounds, especially in our culture uh, uh, in, in the States here. But um, talk to me for a little bit, Andy, if you would, about scalability, you know, because the more patrons you have, the more people that need your time, y your time is finite. You know, yeah. do you, you so, have to start hiring yeah, that, people? That is, what, what is that? What happens? So that's, 
yeah, that's that is that is the exact big challenge and crux. There there is this flex point where it's way more work for one person, but not yet enough uh, income to make it where I can hire somebody. Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, a lot of YouTube, you know, Joel. You know, everybody knows Joel, three D printing nerd. Uh, he started off just doing something in his basement because he loved it and doing it. I started watching him probably in the first month or two after he got online. And, you know, he grew it and grew it and grew it. Uh, and there was a point where it was overwhelming for him. It got to a point where he could afford to leave his day job. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but there's this inflection point where you can't do it alone. And now he's got a team. I don't know how big his team is, but I know he's got at least a couple of people that uh, are helping him uh, build his business out and his brand recognition, et cetera. So, yeah, that is my challenge is how to get over that inflection point mm -hmm. where to make it sustainable, mm -hmm. to make it so that uh, I can continue to grow uh, what it is that Merlin Media, which is uh, the business end of this, uh, where uh, Hero Me uh, falls under. There are other things. My, my 3D printing farm, et cetera, falls under Merlin Media. Um, I have a consulting business on the, the uh a web development side that falls under my Soderbergh Consulting. You're a hustler, uh, man. So, you got like a true yeah. entrepreneur. He's got like ten gigs going at the same time. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you, yeah. you have to have get multiple gigs. But then Your side you know, hustles so, have side hustles. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do. So, but that's that's the thing. If somebody's thinking about doing this, um, I don't know that I couldn't could have done this if I didn't have the background that I've had uh, in in my own business experience. Having been uh, um, uh, uh, in product development and product marketing, I, I worked for Atari in the 80s. I was a product manager for the 600 and 800 XL home computers. Wow. I worked for Apple in the yeah. I worked for Apple in the 90s. I was the first QuickTime uh, evangelist for hardware that Some makes what we see here yeah. uh, uh, possible, um, and doing digital video uh, and interacting with with. Uh, hundreds of, of hardware and software companies to adopt uh, QuickTime. Uh, uh, and then, you know, I had my own business for 15 years uh, when I left Apple to, to do um, web development. And also um, about that time that when the 2000.com uh, bust happened, I survived that in web development because I transitioned into working with colleges in redesigning your websites and they have a need for web accessibility. That's a big thing. You know, mm -hmm. everybody's website should be accessible mm -hmm. for all people, uh, everyone who's got differently uh, able access. And so over the last 20 plus years, I've become a web accessibility expert. And so I consult in that arena. So yeah, I've got, I've got a number of irons in the fire, but the last uh, 20 years uh, I've been an exec uh, in uh, software doing global tech support, customer service, building customer success teams, customer support teams, and, and operational teams uh, so that um, we can properly support the, the services those companies provide. So I I've, I've absolutely understand what it is to build teams, to manage teams, and to build infrastructure. So with, with Hero Me, um, uh, I've got now you know an ongoing building out of whenever a new question comes in, that I haven't answered before that gets added to the FAQ. Um, ideas and requests come in that haven't been covered. It gets added to uh, my uh, documentation that's available uh, through Patreon. Um, and uh, the and then to continue on, you know, I, to on the marketing side to get the word out there. 
I've, I've branded it, you know, um, we've got the superhero, um, and you know, the slogan that, you know, when it comes to cooling, everybody deserves a hero, right? Yeah. So <laughs> everything from, you know, hero me coffee mugs with, with the, with the slogan, um, to what was a big hit at Earth and, 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 uh, Ruf, how would you pronounce it? Uh, the Rocky Mountain one. Very <laughs> uh, every, everybody in 3D printing is cable ties, right? I love this, so, guys. So he's holding up I've, some I've, swag here. He's yeah. printed. So this is, uh, they're Velcro based. It's yeah. logo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I got these on AliExpress. I had sent them the artwork and it was real inexpensive. Uh, and so I give these away uh, um, that has the logo and, and the slogan on it. Uh, and it's it's a real hit. So um, if you're listening back, uh, this this is just all the rage of the stage because we all have way too many cables to deal with. So they're just these little reusable cable tie Velcro things that he's had branded. And I think it's a really great idea for and, marketing swag. And he's got some stickers here, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, everybody, kids love stickers and, and even us 3D makers, you know, have our uh, uh, either a wall or a suitcase or something covered, you know, with all the stickers. 3D, you, know, you get stickers, right? Or, or you get the ducks from from uh, 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 big, big Tree Tech. I've got thirteen ducks lined yeah, up on yeah, top of my yeah. oh, wow. here. Got your ducks in a row, huh? <laughs> so, okay. uh, uh, and then and if, um, the uh, uh, on the front here, uh, one of the the shrouds for the park cooling fan is the Hero Me superhero. Uh, logo, um, and then you know everybody's your doing maker game, coins. Your well, branding game is strong. Yeah. yeah, look at this. Yeah, I've got uh, uh, my maker coin. So there's the superhero guy, and then on the flip side, you know, uh, when it comes to cooling, everybody deserves a hero. Oh, and then oh, on the end, oh look at that. Is, the edge has wow. Yeah. The edge, you know, it's it's got my my Patreon and my website. Is that printed uh, on, on, in? Is that a multicolor print that you just? This, cranked on so your, probably on your bamboo. my bamboos yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah i crank these out uh, on on bamboo and 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 they're great so i've, I've got cool. uh, a slew of those so yeah it's 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 the marketing side it, it's the promotion side it's uh you know continuing to uh i say continuous improvement and modifications mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. you know and and yeah it's now generation seven release four uh i do a release every few months uh, in about every year and a half, uh, get a, a new generation. I'm always working on new things. There's um, coming, you know, I, I did a tease at the shows. It was probably was a little uh, uh, premature at the time, but there's going to be uh, Hero Me Pro, which will be a kit oh. form where uh, we'll sell uh, pre-printed uh, kits for those who don't want to print it and do it themselves. Mm -hmm. They would be able to go in and, and from an order form, I have, I have this printer model. I have this hot end, I have this extruder, or not, Bowden. I have these fans, I have uh, this ABL sensor, et cetera. And from that, we'll get the, the, the items that need to be bundled up in a kit and sent off. So it's bespoke to their exact uh, printer setup. Uh, so I got it. I got it. Go, yeah. go ahead, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of now moving towards the traditional, you know, manufacturing and, you know, product productization, uh, you know, of your, of your designs, but, uh, you know, leveraging additive manufacturing, you know. licensed. Okay. The key is oh, okay. licensing. So ah. will I start it off? Sure. Do I want to be in the manufacturing business? Not really. Um, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I do, uh, like I said, uh, you know, my win uh, mentioned, I've got a, um, a couple of uh, clients that I do uh, do additive uh, manufacturing for, um, uh, for uh, custom things. Uh, um, and this one new client that I can't talk about, that has it's got a great, great idea and a great product and something that's been around for hundreds of years, but this new take on it is like, once you get it in your hands, you go, why didn't someone think about this way back when? Because it's just so obvious once it's in your hands. Um, so I'm really, really excited uh, to be working with this client uh, on this new product that's, that's going to be very geez. easily um, uh, 3D print manufacturable. Uh, and, you know, it, you know in, in the 3D printing space and manufacturing, it's all about shipping, right? That's where the, the real headaches are. You know, Pooch, you, you know, you, you, you got to ship your stuff all over. Andrew, you know, you got to, oh, especially you've got real challenges. I love 3D Gloop, guys. 3D Gloop <laughs> is bomb. Yeah. Um, yep. I use it all the time. Um, and so, uh, the, the idea with licensing is, is to get it that closer to the last mile, maybe the last state, you know, uh, yeah. to get it printed somewhere. And so that the shipping can be really low cost and really quick. So that's the model I'm working on there is to try and take this, uh, for hear me pro, uh, in a license scenario, uh, where I, I find, uh, uh, a couple uh, partners spread around the country and also spread around the world. I've been talking to some people in Germany and Italy mm -hmm. um, wow. who, you know, maybe uh, taking over the Europe side. Um, and yeah, they, you know, they license for me for each kit, whatever parts number it is, will be a, a flat license fee. Uh, and uh, they can sell it, you know, uh, for, for whatever, you know, if you, if you look online, you know, Voron kits, right. LDO mm -hmm. sells Voron kits. A lot of people sell Voron kits. If if you want to get just the pre-printed parts in Europe for a, a, a printhead assembly, uh, an, an EVA 3 or something, you can be spending 100, 120 or more euros on wow. just the printed parts. Sure. Right? So, um, you know, there's a, there's a market there for this. Uh, and I think a, a Hiromi bespoke system for, for each person being able to get it customized with a thing for 70 or $80, you know, I think that that's a steal. In my in my research at Murph and at Rocky Mountain, I found that uh, there was wide acceptance. In fact, people who would otherwise print it themselves, they say, you know what, I'd buy the kit and I'd print it then for my other for my other printers, right? So there is um, uh, been a strong strong interest, and in, and so that's a way I'm going. So yeah, it's for me from the business side talking about the MTM uh, maker of that money. It's it's multi-avenues, multi-layered, uh, multi-segmented to find a way to leverage your maker craft um, into something that is, is sustainable, uh, even if it's a single operator, right? So lots of nuggets in here that just yeah. are like, you know, setting off uh, all my tangles, um, my, my, my poochy senses. Um, license to manufacture deals and stuff like, I, this is a, a really fascinating subject to me because uh i've tried to crack this nut personally uh with Repbox and with some other stuff <laughs> and um while in the in the theoretical realm and the you know writing it out on paper and doing the plan and stuff like that it makes a lot of sense in practice you know the the it's not it's 
certainly not easy. Now, I think a lot of this is going to depend on what the product is and mm -hmm. what what level of complexity there is. But obviously, the, the compromises that you make when you hand off manufacturing are making sure that the quality is to standard. You're yep. basically having yep. to support the manufacturer. So this is almost like something of a franchise model where you have to provide a lot of the details around what uh, the quality assurances are going to yep. be, what the packaging needs to be. And then, of course, regionally, just annoying little details like this, like the, the packaging that we use here in the States is not ubiquitous in Europe. And so yep. we have to come up right. with either substitutions or do different packaging. And so yep. what's sexy uh, in this day and age, the, the idea of distributed manufacturing and that we want to get that last mile bit in and, and, you know, take a lot of that cost of like freighting things all over the place out of the equation. Um, mm -hmm. But you really have to, there's a lot of people in the maker world that that talk a good game. They're like, oh yeah, yeah, I can I can do that, and they gloss over all the things that are actually the the important details, like the make. <laughs> like yes, you may have a 3D printer, and you can run these parts, you know, nonstop. But that's actually like the easiest part of the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yep. And so I will be very curious to hear how that goes for you. I know that what, what you have a, you have a process of adding threaded inserts to a lot of these things. So that adds a manual labor process and creating standards for like get good part adhesion. And, you know, it's, it's easy, but try doing a hundred or a thousand of them consistently to the same depth every time. And so you have to advise on making proper jigs and all sorts of other, you know, things that the, the average person doesn't have to do. Right, right. Um, now, one more thing, and then I'll let you go on this because there's just so much great stuff to talk about here. Um, <clears throat> we talk about taking you. You started in an interesting spot where it's like we have. Uh, it's not an open model, but we have a make your own. You know, a, a kit, uh, mm -hmm. uh, an instruction build of sorts, and we've seen people do that all the time. Um, and and you're starting to realize, okay, now we can start doing pre-made ones, and we look at the size of the market. And when you think about the amount of people out there that think that they want to print their own, but then ultimately go, you know what? I'd rather pay the 80 bucks or the 100 bucks or whatever the price ends up being. There are arguably far more people out there that probably just want to buy it than there are make their own. Mm -hmm. But yeah. when you're getting, when you're making a name for yourself, you're building community, all of those things. Like I like the pattern that you're building on top of because you're proving out that there is interest, that there is a market. And now yeah. you're layering the next thing on, which is a big thing, by the way, going to manufacturer. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're going to do it yourself, if you're going to license mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of other things yeah. in that. Uh, I, so I, I commend you for that. I, I'm curious to know, you know, what you're optimistic about, what you're pessimistic about, uh, what the size of the market you think may be in terms of the thing. And I love your notion that people want to buy one because I'm in the same thing. I'll buy one because it's easy to get an understanding of what I need. And that's yep, the yep. best way to understand it. And then I can make more myself. So it's great that you have that one, two punch that availability. Right. So the, um, is I, I'm big on analytics, very, very big on analytics. Uh, I do that's, I, I actually, um, uh, I'm not a, a mathematician, but, you know, using uh, the tools that are there online now, uh, uh, doing uh, modeling of charting out um, downloads and, uh, um, uh, you know, people using uh, visits to the website and, and tracking the funnel of 
people have an interest to visiting a website to go, oh, gee, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll look at the product uh, on printables, to, I'll download it, to I'll actually print it, install it, to those who then yeah. I'll, I'll support it. Yeah. So it's it's this, for me, I'm finding that it's this, um, typically a 10%, 10%, 10%, right? Um, and so it's just any more more eyeballs. So in the case yeah. of, of over the last uh, five years now, and, and actually this week is the five year anniversary of, of um, when uh, uh, he stopped and I started uh, uh, on on doing things with with the hero me okay. um, that there have been over a million uh, 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 downloads of the various permutations of the hero me in five years. Um, there have been um, uh, uh, tens of thousands to I would think over a hundred thousand that uh, actually end up uh, getting made. There are thousands and thousands who over the years have have um, posted questions and posted, you know, uh, images or videos or or uh, uh, pictures on Facebook and everywhere um, uh, of having implemented it. Um, and uh, of those who go to say a Thingiverse or printables uh, and actually download it, um, I get about 10% of them go to uh, and look at Patreon, my, you know, my memberships now on printables that can look locally. Um, and then of those uh, who visit Patreon, um, when I was first taking off, when I first started offering this, I actually got contacted by marketing at Patreon uh, wanting to interview me uh, about what I was doing because they spotted something before I did uh, where they knew something I didn't know. Um, the typical YouTuber who is fairly well known, mm -hmm. uh, who does YouTube videos, who has a patron, um, the statistics from Patreon is roughly for every 100 people that visit their Patreon page, three or four will sign up. Well, that's one or 2% above spam, right? Um, when my first four or five months, uh, for every 100 people that visited my Patreon page, for excuse me, for every uh, for every 10 people who visited, uh, two and a half or three would sign up. So about 25 to 30 percent closure of people signing up. Uh, well, that's yeah. It was it was blew me away. Um, and the my numbers now, uh, uh, you know, almost two years later is that for every 100 uh, people who, see, who visit my Patreon page for the first time, 10 to 12 will sign up. So it's that, you know, 10% model. Um, so th that's the thing is, is, is getting the awareness. You know, it's the marketing. I'm doing this, this interview with you guys. I did one with Zombie Hedgehog on ZNZ two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I've done, there's, a, there's a number of them out there. Um, there have been reviews of the Hero Me. Uh, I'm uh, members of I'm a member of many many Facebook groups uh, that are different you know cover different brands of printers mm -hmm. to get the word out there. Uh, so it's 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 a lot of marketing, but getting that that funnel in of people to look at it who are interested. Uh, so that as you said, uh, Alan, if 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 you know if people want to tinker it, maybe print it themselves, but the market for those who would probably buy one either from themselves before they print it is even larger. Well if the market size of what it is that I've scoped it for those who are interested in printing it themselves, then uh, I'm very much looking forward to what the, my license model could be. Uh, and yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Pointing out the, the new challenges 
uh, of uh, uh, quality control, of supporting those who I license to, uh, et cetera. So, but, but those are things that, that in you know, my past lives uh, I've done and, and you know, I'm skilled at. So, I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, for, for where, where this goes. But, um, and by yeah, no means, it's, to it's... be clear, do I say any of that to be discouraging? I just, we love no, no, talking no, no, about no. these whole things. <laughs> Obviously, drawing a wealth of experience and stuff like that. And I know that these are things you're well aware of. I'm not telling, I'm not saying this to tell yeah. you anything. I, I think just to have no, a discussion no. around this is interesting. Um, fantastic, man. This is great. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we've, we've covered a lot of territory and gotten into some interesting things. Uh, maybe to, to wrap up, uh, you know, give us a little bit of, of things that maybe you're excited for, you know, new versions to come. Uh, talk about, you know, what the future might hold here. Okay. Um, so uh, in the Hero Me world, um, there is, uh, uh, for my uh, patrons, um, there's a version specific for them who, who are at the um, $10, no, $15 level uh, and above, uh, get access to the, the step files that we're making. And so, by the way, all these, uh, uh, for those who are in the know out there, you may already know, but those who aren't, uh, all the design work of all these 650 odd parts um, has been done in Tinkercad. Tinkercad! Wow! Ba -ba we love Tinkercad. Uh, very capable, um, free CAD package. Uh, I started in it as well. And and uh, that's great. To move to move on to something like Fusion 360 or, or Shaper or Sculpt or whatever, you gotta, you gotta completely unlearn and relearn. So I'm in the relearning process for those to be able to, because Tinkercad doesn't do step files. Um, no, it doesn't. But the the uh, does OBJ uh, my, though, my uh, or it can import at least. I don't know if it can export. Go, go ahead, sorry. It can it can import the meshes, but then you still got to you got to rebuild yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the uh, for for patrons, they get access to uh, a magnetic version of the Hero Me, uh, so that oh, cool. to disassemble to get at the stuff from behind, uh, the whole piece comes off. It's keyed, so it's locked in. So yes, it can survive a a, 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 a crash. A, well, crash, but also survive the the accelerometer testing that gets done. Or it doesn't uh, shake the itself shake apart. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. Right. Um, but it, so it's keyed, locked in, and and but you know, pull one uh, uh, lock part out, and the whole piece can can come off without having to get in the back and oh, disassemble and screw it. Oh. Um, there's also the, the pro version. Uh, is a front mount. So where uh, Hero Me Gen 7, you know, for your X-Carriage, it mounts uh, the, it all mounts to this gantry adapter from the back, and then the gantry adapter gets mounted to your X-Carriage. Mm -hmm. um, with the Hero Me Pro, it's front mounted, so four screws and the whole assembly comes off. So there are uh, additional new improvements being done. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so I'm, I'm ex excited for the future. Yeah, there's lots of room for growth. And, and again, more new printers, uh, uh, hot ends as they come out. The, the, what we haven't talked about is uh, uh, um, obsolescence. Uh, you know, mm. bamboo is a good example, right? Uh, it's, it's, so I got several bamboos here behind me. Uh, love the printers. It's closed source, uh, but uh, it's not a problem for me. Uh, these things just work for me. Uh, they're my go-to. 
Uh, I've got Enders. I've got uh, uh, Ender 5s. I've got Ender 3s. I've got Prusas. I had seven. I sold four of them to be able to buy uh, more more uh, uh, bamboo P1Ps. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and the maintenance parts for these are really expensive. But this is a, you know, the printhead. There isn't a Hiromi for a bamboo. There are going to be more bamboo-like printers going forward. So, you know, uh, I think there will always be a market for uh, uh, maker tinkerable uh, 3D mm-hmm. printers. But as this gets to be more of a consumer thing, you know, it's it's the Macintosh moment, 1984, big switch where you could take that thing out of the box and be up and running in five minutes. Bamboo mm-hmm. out of the box in 15 minutes and you're printing. Um, so yeah, the, it's, it's uh, I'm, you know, very cognizant of that, of, uh, you know, how big and how much of a market can I scoop as things move, you know, towards, towards this. So it's, it's Brent. Yeah. yeah, So it's branching out and and looking at other things that are going on. Um, The one uh, uh, pooch that, that you and I shared uh, that you were a nice uh, beta tester for, but unfortunately got hit with uh, a, uh, a great advancement from E3D online with their Revo. Yeah. Uh, had that not happened, this might have <laughs> So what I've got here is uh, a Mark III S uh, Plus, and what I'm going to talk about could easily be done with a Mark IV. Uh, but this is... Yeah, the, he's mutant. removing, so, he's removing the print head uh, with a, yeah. the a product by Wham Bam called the Mutant. Uh, that yep. just is a one lever pop and allows you to take off and swap out your your print head uh, rapidly, so which is a cool design. The thing, the thing with Prusa is um, two things. One is they've got a well-designed but very hard to maintain should there be issues, that print head assembly. If you need to replace the hot end, need to deal with a clog or whatever, and, and this is a printer that's in a production environment, Right, it goes on your bench for two days or more, and the yeah. machine's out. So you so either you days. either have a yeah right, you either have a like spare yeah. sitting there that you run in, yeah. but that printer's out of out of business until that's dealt with. Right. So with the mutant, if you've got this a uh, 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 spare uh, print end module yep. ready to plug on, you know, here's one with the mutant uh, uh, um, uh, uh, faceplate yep. that just that one goes bad. I just put put another one on and i'm back in business in 15 seconds um serviceability is so, huge in business right. obviously and we don't so, it's a personal thing like that's not something that most people care about but it's a great advantage you bring up yes so the the so the the one of the disadvantages with prusa is that uh uh it's really hard to maintain so this is an idea to solve that problem another thing though is prusa is that makes it really manageable for them to sell kits they've got these built-in tests Prusa software knows where that nozzle and and uh, uh, ABL sensor are at any given time. Right. It's got these calibration tests. If you don't pass, you don't print. All right. And so what I did to make it because uh, for those who are, are not seeing it, this is a much wider, in fact, 30 millimeters wider printhead assembly than what Prusa's is. Right. Well, you go, gee, if I go and home that X, that's no longer where the home is from what Prusa did. That's right. Well, if you look close, if you can see it, I've re-engineered, reverse engineered the geometry and created uh, mount points to widen the x-axis, to lengthen the z-axis, uh, and such that no build volume is lost. 
it passes everything, every single calibration test. So it's just a matter of, yeah, there's some new parts to print, uh, uh, but you can turn a Prusa into a Prusa mutant so you can have this real traceability. Uh, and I saw a big market in print farms for it. And Pooch uh, was very, very interested and, and willing. And so I modified one of his printers for him uh, and he put it in his production environment. Uh, and then still have it, still came use up it. with their, yeah. yeah it, they, they 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 came up with the Revo, and the most common thing is swapping nozzles. Right? That was the uh, vast majority of what was most appealing to me was the yeah. rapid nozzle swap. Now, what you bring up is a, is an interesting point. Now, I'm thinking about in terms of machine failure. You're absolutely right. I would say. 80% of the, the failure problems can probably be attributed to something going on with the print head assembly. So the extruder, mm -hmm. the, the, the hot end, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the Pinda, the sensor and all that stuff. Uh, so th there is value in being able to rapidly, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll diagnose that part on the bench later, swap yeah. this thing in. Yeah. Cost of that. There, the, there's a lot of other factors yeah. that, that key into. So the, yeah, the, the overhead though is is that you, I'm, I know you thought about and we talked about is that with something like this is you you've got a lot of time and energy needing to if you've got already a, a print farm to rework it to you know recreate mm -hmm. and reassemble and, and kit those to take advantage of say a wham bam uh, 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 modular system uh, and but if you're if you're building it out from scratch. You know, you're, you're buying these uh, Prusa or Prusa clones um, and you're building them in the first place. Well, yep. if you build them with this uh, parts instead right up front, you know, you, you've really not wasted any any time. But, yeah, refitting an existing print farm is a lot of labor and a lot of time. Well, not um, just that. You're now you're off the reservation. So you did a good job to design to try to stay within the bounds as best as possible with firmware. No, no firmware changes. Firmware yeah. changes and stuff like that. And there was some, as I recall, there was some little things about like maybe a calibration wouldn't work or something like that. But that, that wasn't the, the biggest deal. Although I am finding now, even with the Revo setup, with the latest firmware as they're, you know, releasing advanced thermal um, models and stuff like that, that mm -hmm. now I have to have a forked um, yep. firmware to support Revo. And, and the appeal of that is becoming less. Now, that said, we're already looking at Mark IV in the future and, and analyzing, like, do we still, can we still milk, you know, this a little bit further or do we need platform changes? You know, I don't know. A lot of that stuff is still to be determined. I think there's still plenty of great life and the Mark III ecosystem is going to live on for quite mm -hmm. some time. And part of the benefit of that Prusa ecosystem is that they will continue to support it for quite some time. They still release right, updates to right, Mark II right, and all yeah. that stuff. So. Yeah. If you're in the market for some uh, workhorse capable stuff, actually, there's never been a better time than now uh, to probably find used Mark Threes. You know, you get pick up one of Andy's on on the uh, secondhand marketplace. There's some good value in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. But uh, let me let's take two questions if we could really quick from the chat for you, Andy, and then maybe we'll close up there with a little ask uh, ask Andy some questions. So first one comes from Vast CNC. Uh, he's curious to know what your churn. This is a great question, and I it might be a little personal, but if you're happy with sharing, what's your churn for it's memberships? Churn. What do you think the yep. primary challenge is to that membership model? So how when he says churn, how often yep. are people subscribing and unsubscribing? Yep. yep. So so um, the hear me is, is you know the hear me. If you think about it, it is a 
weekend to maybe one month long project. It's a slice in time in your life of a 3D printer, right? True. If you want to upgrade it and add it, you know, uh, you, you come to me and, and you could subscribe for one month because uh, you got what you needed and, and you go on. Um, in the first year and a half with, with, um, uh, with Patreon, because they only have a membership model, um, 30% of those who joined basically joined and canceled. They get 30 days, yep. but they joined and canceled because all they wanted was the documentation. Sure. All right. Uh, and so there's this, you know, churn. Well, again, big on research and big on analytics. Um, those are really not churn. Those are buyers. They yeah. bought a product, yeah, right? That's... They bought a document. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, my churn, uh, and it, the thing is it's still the average life of a subscriber is, is still growing for me. So that's the good news. Um, out of uh, 20 odd months uh, of, of data, I'm at um, an average subscriber is, is nine months. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, I love yeah. how into and, the analytics you are, man. This is great. And, this is and, good, uh, um, good info. So my, my churn is really, when it comes to churn, is, is 10 to 12%. Um, and now that that's, now do you think that, that's average uh, or do you think uh, the, I have no concept? I, I don't really know how it is compared to, uh, you know, if someone's big into a podcast, they're going to subscribe and they like that topic. I got a friend who does an airline you know, yeah. podcast and they, you know, they're in it for, for years because that's their, that's their hobby. You know? um, the, the hero me is, is, you know, just this slice in time. Yeah. And so one of the things that I'm going to be doing is um, expanding on that and set of services in that, you know, I've got a lot of knowledge of, uh, you know, uh, kit printers. Uh, and so I'm going to be uh, expanding what uh, my uh, patron services and information are to things that extend, you know, more window of time of someone's involvement with their 3D printer from buying and configuring and setting up to tuning and using. Yeah, there are a lot of people who do YouTubes on that, but having a single place with a, a community of people who share uh, and, and have a like-minded use, uh, I think I've got a, a window there to kind of, to grow that hero sure. me, uh, beyond got, uh, I've got a, a track record there. Um, so yeah, uh, now that patron has sales ability, those folks who subscribed and canceled now simply buy, they go and to the shop and they buy the docs or they buy the videos. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been very interesting tracking that and, and following it. And um, I, I absolutely monitor uh, my, my track. Summer months, uh, it's, it's, you know, things drop off in the summer months because they're going outside, they're spending time with their kids, whatever. That's right. Uh, it's, you guys, I watched you guys, uh, your, your uh, podcast mm -hmm. two or three weeks ago where you talked yep. exactly about this. What's, what's it like uh, uh, for the year? Where's the business? Uh, and yeah, it's, it's fall, winter, and spring for me where, where my growth is things slow down in the summer uh, and uh, uh, my total numbers will taper off, but then they, you know, pick back up. And again, I've got two seasons, two, two, two year cycle seasons to have shown this. So things may, may change. Um, but that's, yeah, it's, it's, um, let me stay on that for just a about sec. 25. Yeah. That's a, that's a really interesting thing that I think a lot of people miss. Uh, well, maybe don't miss, but don't think about necessarily is like the experience of seeing your business through a couple seasons so that you can take those analytics and understand and strategize is so valuable. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, until you until you've done that, it, it's 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 hard to say. But 
Excellent point. Um, let let the, me go ahead. You more go ahead. No, I was just going to follow up as saying is is the the direct correlation on on my stuff is the more active I am in Facebook groups and other social media avenues, Twitter, etc., the more people and more traffic I get in the door. So that's really where my challenge is um, is being able to stay on top of and active. And that's where again that earlier we talked about the inflection point of where's your time, your valuable time where I'm, you know, gee, could I have an assistant that I could, you know, mm -hmm. give the FAQs and go and listen to and look for uh, hear me uh, related posts, etc. Uh, and respond to that's the gap I need to fill is, is that uh, I've been really uh, uh, lucky in that there's a group uh, on uh, uh, Facebook called I love the 3d print uh, <laughs> put together uh, by a gentleman named Robert, I forget how to pronounce his last name. Um, he's in Texas. He's a bookkeeper by day, but he's starting a print farm with Enders and his 30 or 40 Ender 5s, Ender 5 Pros and Pluses, every single one of them are Hero Me. He posts three more times a day videos and stills of his finished print. And in that photo in the background is the Hero Me printhead. So I've got a, a, a great, you know, uh, 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 example of, of a print farm where Hero Me is, is the go-to uh, and awesome. uh, there's a lot of, yeah. So go ahead. You had another question. Uh, yeah. So more from the chat, uh, and we got, uh, a couple more coming in. Um, one from Mitch, our dear friend, Mitch 3d, uh, he, he asked this at Murph, but, uh, have you played or do you have any plans for Delta printer effector designs for this? Um, I've talked to, to, at, at those uh, shows, I talked to Delta owners, um, and the challenges there, I, I have, in the past owned uh, one Delta. Uh, it was a Kickstarter, uh, the uh, um, uh, failed Kickstarter, although I did get one from it and, and the, the Tico. The little Tico. Small. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, uh, and, and this is an anecdote. My very, what got me into 3D printing was a Kickstarter. It was the uh, print M3D, the little four inch by four inch by four inch yeah. uh, printer, 300 bucks. In fact, I still have it up on the shelf. Uh, that's what got me in. And then Tico was the second one. And I spent a lot of time with that. And that, of course, is not, you know, uh, it, it didn't survive, etc. But deltas are, are much more robust and complicated uh, than that. But the space constraint, it's a big deal on space constraint. Yeah. The, the other thing that I get requested all the time is, well, what about the Hemera? What about the Sprite? What about the BIQH2? That's all of these new integrated extruder hot end combos. Yeah. Well, they're much physically bigger than what will fit into, you know, a hero me. And so no, there are no hero me's for those integrated units, but mm -hmm. I am working on, um, uh, the spoke for each model, uh, hero me inspired part cooling ducts that would also have an ABL mount, uh, and an ADXL three, four, five mount, uh, Interesting. so that they can get, hero me quality part cooling um because that's you know a big lament for those people about that is that there's not really great part cooling out there available sure. for those integrated uh, um extruder uh hot end combos you know it's so fascinating to hear this because it, there there's parts of this that just are really appealing to me when i hear them i'm like oh i get to you get to play with all these different like you get to spend this time doing design and all this stuff but then like the business side of me goes, that's terrible. You're constantly going through these um, 
opportunity cost evaluations uh, where the general public doesn't care that uh, you, right. they, they don't accept as an answer a lot of the time. You're like, I'm not going to do that because like the size of the amount of people that have Delta printer, it, it, no offense, Mitch. I love Deltas. I have a Delta it, it, that's been non-functional for like two years now. But um, uh, when it comes down to like the business decision side of things, you have to go where the, the, you know, the biggest opportunities lie. But, and if you start tailing off into these other cases. But then the compound is hero me wouldn't be what it is. I know. If it weren't for me going over and, and supporting these edge cases, yeah. it's the collective. Now there, there are, you know, many, many uh, uh, dozens uh, of the 115 printers supported so far that are niche printers, but they're from a manufacturer that has a family, etc. And, you know, the, there's a big following for uh, the Anycubics. There's a big following for the Elegoon Neptunes. There's a big following, obviously, for the Crealities, you know, uh, out there. And um, I'm evaluating everyone. Else. That's the thing is where I get the most fun is I love doing the design work. I love doing the prototyping. Design. That's, I think we can that's all where I get, like you know, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just, you know, look up and go, eight hours went by. Oh my God, where did it go? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it's finding and making those decisions about if it's only this one thing and, and you don't have this ecosystem around it, yeah, it may not be the right business decision, but adding that one additional uh, um, level of, you know, so anyone else going, oh, wow. People come in and they, they're just confused, go, oh, this is way too complicated. And I, I'm working on, on, on that. Um, but others going, wow, this has got support. This has got a lot of effort into it. It's got a lot of design into it. Yeah. Uh, um, he's got my model. Oh, I see in, in the notes that, that, um, people have made requests and he'll make, you know, one for them. Um, it's, it's the interaction with the community that has helped make, uh, my, uh, uh, generations of the hero me, uh, modular printhead system successful. Um, absolutely. Is, is been, been from that interaction and feedback and requests. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and, and I, I hope that you're able to continue to do so, but you're only going to have more and more and more and more of this. And like I said, because your time is finite, you know, the coming up with the calculus of where the best opportunities lie and then the internal struggles that you're going to find with yourself where the things that you're actually excited to do are not always the, the right business decisions yeah. to make. Yeah. So, and, so and, balancing yep, it's, that it's, is, again, is, we're is back to that inflection point, yep, yep, you know, yep. is it, is it big enough, profitable enough where I can bring on resources and other people part-time at least or whatever to allow me to continue to focus on, on what I do best. Um, uh, and versus putting in, you know, 60, 80 hour weeks, pooch, I, I don't have to even know, but I know you're putting in a hundred hours every week. Uh, whether you're directly in your business or you're, you're at home, you are always going as a, as a small business person, uh, got, you know, this is what you're invested in. Uh, it's all you think about really, you know, yeah. you, you spend as much time with your family and your kids and your, and, and your dogs or cats. Uh, but, but un until you can get to that, you're never going to sit back and go, ah, but that you get to a level where, okay, <laughs> it's an oiled machine. It's running, you know, I know where I need to focus on to keep that ball going uphill and getting better, right? Versus well, the, 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 the underlying um, 
mechanics of it. Yeah. Well, and to finish out my thought, it was, I was going to say, it's not necessarily a bad thing that uh, like I'll, I'll make the decision. That's not the right business decision. A lot of the time, because a lot of those things are what keep me sane too. So there is value in, in allowing yourself the joy of what it is that yeah. we, why we love doing it. And so don't always <laughs> go one way or another. That, that balance is going to vary wildly from person to person, depending on where they are, but I'm glad yeah, you're, 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 that you're, your CR30 is one of those, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I still have it because it's near and dear to me, but it's not necessarily a great you know, choice. Um, one more question, and we're going to close on this, uh, and it's a good one from Mike at Never Let the Machines Win. Do the RepRap festivals uh, affect your memberships? Do you find a spike in membership when you put in the personal yes. time at the event? Yes, a absolutely. Yeah, the my um, my goals um, for going to those because th this is my first year doing it. Um, absolutely, I wanted to be able to have face to face discussions with people interested and, and share what I have and 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 but find out what their needs are uh, to the local community who come and attend. But um, also, my other goals were uh, meeting the vendors and meeting the the influencers and the show was exceedingly exceptional uh successful for me on those on for both of them on those both those fronts um but yes the the uh um showing off the system having a printer there working and printing with it answering questions uh there absolutely were were long lasting uh spikes not a spike but then long lasting i think accelerated growth again it's the more whether whether it be facebook whether it be uh, uh murph uh whether it be twitter whatever social media channel the more i can get out there and show and talk about and share the the more uh folks come back but absolutely it, it helped uh, uh my patreon uh, community grow was attending those and I, I really lament not being able to to go to earth uh it's the granddaddy of them um but uh, mm -hmm. uh other things preclude me but yes uh, it real. was yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah it, you know and and again i went unsupported no, no, uh, 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 um, uh, sponsor. It was on my own nickel, uh, invested my, my time to, to grow my business. And, and it was absolutely worth every minute. Well, see now that's, that's, that, I'm really glad to hear you come to that conclusion. Cause I've said multiple times that, that these events are so critical in terms of building reputation, legitimacy, all that stuff. So in my opinion, yeah, I, I know it sucks when you're getting started too, cause it's not cheap to travel. But that is that is so that is money well spent. That's a, investing in your yourself, your brand. Um, and Andrew and I, he, gets, he probably gets sick of hearing me say it, but it's like <laughs> you don't have a sales problem. You have an awareness problem for the first couple of years. Yes. And so whatever you can do to get yes. out in front of people, to have yes. people yes. experience it and then ultimately want to advocate for you. One of the things I don't do well, I know how yeah. many people leverage discord so well to build their own communities. I love hearing that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, I know I could stand to be doing that. better. So but uh, yeah, the, 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 you know, again, this is where to that one point, um, my 20 years in doing customer service, customer success is it's not about making satisfied customers. That's the basis. That's the, that's the ground rule. Make cat customers satisfied. It's going that extra mile that you are turning customers into advocates. Mm -hmm. They are now your free salespeople. If you can make it such that you've got something that they're so excited about that solved their problems and made their life easier that they want to tell their friends about their, their peers about that's what makes a successful business. And it's, so it's putting the energy in to going that extra mile 
uh, uh, to, to help turn customers into advocates. That's what makes a business take off. Mm -hmm. Well said. Well said. Well, listen, I think that's a great closing point uh, for today. Andy, I want to thank you so much for your time and wish you, of course, all oh, the success in growing this very exciting business, very cool design. I'm glad that it's enabling you to get some joy uh, and, in, and in, engage with the community in, a, in such a positive way. And whatever we can do to help shine a light uh, is fantastic. I want to thank you for the collaborative that we've done in the past with, you know, the stuff you did with the mutant is fantastic. Uh, and if you're still with us on the, in the chat, thank you for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you uh, hopefully again with us next week. We'll, we'll pick back up and um, I'm, I'm really excited. We got some interesting guests in the, in the mix, uh, things to come. The conversation we had last week around, um, the, the new maker economy and stuff has, has uh, drawn some attention for some really interesting individuals requesting to be on to, to talk about some stuff. So like we can look forward to that and uh, so more of the same. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in, for supporting us. Oh. We are Maker That Money, uh, the podcast where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. And uh, join us again soon for more conversation on... Uh, such exciting things. So thank you. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Andy, you stay right there. I'm going to sign off of the stream and uh, we'll see you guys next time.